Okay, so yesterday we answered our questions. Our question was, how come the beginning of the Al-Nissim prayer uh, starts off with thanking Hashem, first of all, for choice, salvations, then for miracles, then for wonders. And at the end of the prayer, we thank Hashem first for the miracles, then the then the uh, first for the miracles, then the wonders, and then the salvations. And the answer is, is that we explain the definition of miracle, wonder, and salvation. Salvation means Hashem helps you in a way that could naturally be explained. Wonder is something that's wondrous, that's be, beyond the regular natural thing, but it's still it's not against any scientific, uh, di- 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 and it doesn't break any rules of nature. And a miracle is where the rules of nature are completely suspended, and Hashem does something which has nothing to do with the rule, which is well beyond the rules of nature. So chronologically, in the story of Hanukkah, that's what happened. First of all, there were salvations. There were one in Modin. Then there was a greater, there was an outright miracle when the Maccabees won against the huge Greek army. Then there was a wondrous thing, where the they found the jar of oil, and there was there mentions parenthetically that after the wars there was another miracle. The oil lasting for eight days. But we're thanking Hashem for the uh, we're mentioning in the order, the chronologically of how things happened. I was looking at a Sephardic city yesterday. It's interesting. The Sephardic city. They also changed the order uh, from the beginning of the Alnus to the end. They changed it differently. I don't know uh, what the correlation is in that sense. They start off first with Nisim, then with Yeshuas, then with the Flois in the beginning. Um, I, I can only you know, guess what, how, how that Quran logically be explained. That's what, what you're counting as a miracle, counting as Yeshua, counting as a fella. But the end, they also end the same way we do, first with Nisim. Then the flow is then you show. So we explained yesterday why the order at the end, and it's very simple. You don't notice things until someone hits you in the head. Until you see a nest outright, a total nest, so then you notice other things that are going on. Once a nest happens, then you look at other things in your life, you realize well, that, that really was a wondrous thing. I see the hand of Hashem here too. And then there's your choice. Then there are those things, those things which completely have a perfectly fine, natural explanation, and you realize this is also the hand of Hashem. What brought you there? What brought you there is the fact that you saw Ness that gave you insight into the rest of things in your life. Therefore, we first thank Hashem for miracles. That's the impetus we have to look deeper into our lives and discover other things. And then we discover that there's not just Nisim going on, there's also the Flois and Yeshuas and Hoyel Hashem Kitev Kilom You hear? That's, that's what's going on. Okay. So you're, you're, you're getting there. Um, so that was the, so we just explained the facts so far we explained the, the, the uh, uh, chronological order this is in the beginning we explained our, uh, the impression what catches our eye is, uh, is the order of the end the motivation for us to thank Hashem for even the salvations is the fact that we see miracles and the fact that we see wonders okay why again was It wasn't. It's called Yeshuas. It's called. The, I'm sorry. The jar of oil is called a wonder. No, no, no. Okay. So, so there's two definitions of the word pella. Oh, it's a lower level. Right. It's a pella which is lower than a ness. Right. So the battle. The battle was a ness. It's the highest level of a miracle. Outright miracle. Right. Of the miracle. Of the miracle of Right. Now you you're using the word highest, which is an important word to use, because we're going to see that it not necessarily is it the highest kind of miracle. It's just the one that's most obvious. Not necessarily the highest, as we'll see now. Anything else? 
Well, the evidence speak about that miracle uh, specifically. That, that, that never spoke about the miracle of winning the war. That winning, winning the war was what drew, drew, drew their attention. I'm sure the fact that there were more miracles. That was the 24th, yeah. So. The 26th. Yeah, well, okay. I, 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 what I confused you guys with was. There's another mimer where the Rebbe says that there's three levels of godliness revealed on three days. 24, 25, 26. 24 is letters of Baruch Shem. 25 letters of Shema Yisrael. 26 is Yuki Vavke. So the reason why that's confusing is because it seems like from that mimer that, there, that there's a progressively higher level of godliness being revealed. So the scarving the jar of oil on the 25th is more than the victory of war. So I don't think that... This is a contradiction to what we're saying here. I think that what that member is saying is not that there's a more, as I just mentioned before, a higher miracle, more of an obvious miracle doesn't necessarily mean it's a higher level of godliness. Case in point, you know what it means to find the jar of oil? There's another sikh that speaks about the, discover, about the discovery of the jar of oil. The jar of oil which was, wasn't touched by the silicon, the jar of oil that was sealed by the silicon godel and it was not touched. That represents a very high level of, of holiness. What kind of holiness? It says a Jew may be, may be in Golis. And because he's in exile, he may think, well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not, I'm not doing any big Averis. And I'm only looking here and touching here. And it says that it's, Hashem gives a Jew in time of Golis the jar of pure oil. And you are given this higher level of sanctity, which you need to protect yourself from, from what's going on. So don't, don't, uh, don't uh, set, set a lower bar for yourself and say, oh, I'm just touching, I'm just looking, I'm, 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 I'm not eating and drinking. The, the idea of, uh, of, the, um, of the jar of oil, which wasn't touched, touched by the, the uh, clippa, means that a yid is given the ability to, he's given in himself, Hashem gives a Jew, a purity which is able to withstand the lowest levels of tumor around you and that level of purity that you have is specifically needed when you're encountering these kind of lower levels of tumor. So the Abish specifically gives you that kind of purity because of the kind of tumor you have. So the, just like then, the Yidna were in the worst kind of darkness and the only thing that could defeat that darkness was this higher level of Kedusha of the jar of oil. Okay, that was just a parenthetical point. The rent is over. The point in regards to how that Maimur doesn't contradict our Sikha, is that that Maimur is speaking about the level of Kedusha that was revealed. And there's a level of Kedusha which is winning, winning the war. Then there's a level of Kedusha discovering the jar of oil. There was a lower level of Kedusha in the battle right. versus us finding the jar of oil. The jar of oil is, is, is a godly event. They found the jar of pure oil. Imagine discovering the jar of pure oil of your Nisham and yourself. That's something which, which is. 
And then there's expression that jar of oil as, as it comes out the next day and then you give up. Okay, okay, it's a different subject. We're just going to confuse ourselves. I'm just saying is that, that, that it's interesting how there is a progression and the jar of oil is considered higher than that in regards to one element, in regards to Tusha. In this mind, we're talking about what's, what, what, what catches our eye. Similar example, maybe confuse you a little more, is in the, in the, in the four questions of, of the Seder, the Rebbe says that the, the first question is a question of why do we dip? Even though, what's holier question? The holier question is, about the matzah. Other people have a custom, the first question they ask is about the matzah. Why do we ask the question of the dipping first? And the Rebbe says, because what catches a child's eye is when you keep it a minute. When a minute is important to you, a child realizes that you just get it special. Therefore, the first question we ask is the question of the unhugging, because we want, want to emphasize how chinuch works. Chinuch works by, by doing things which are, with, by doing, keeping Yiddishkeit in a way that you care about Yiddishkeit. So if you dip, even not only are you keeping the term, term, the term in a way that you keep the, the big ones, the mitzvahs assay, not just by keeping the laws that are bun on, when you even are focusing on them and hugging them, then your child realizes that this is really special. This is a special thing we have. <laughs> okay, so so similarly over here, yeah, it's the 24th attack, a, a greater miracle discovered the jar of oil, but the high, it's, it's a high-level kedusha which is, which, which is there in that jar of oil. That, that's a jar of oil that we need to contend with the clip around us. Hashem gives it to us. Okay, Oyezayin. Now we're going to explain deeper this idea of us recognizing the miracles of Hashem and recognizing the wonders, recognizing things in nature. We're going to go deeper. The godly energy, the godly flow that comes to the Jewish people is from a level of godliness which surpasses nature, which is higher than which is higher than nature. It's only that this has a garment of nature. But this godly energy that flows down to every Jew is something which is completely above nature. What this means to say is like this. In addition to the fact that nature in general is godly, when we say the word nature, nature really really means godly, like the the, the it's all nature is godly. The, 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 the translation, the de, sorry, the gematria of the word hateva eighty six is elokim. The word nature, teva, means submerged. It's godliness, which is submerged that you don't see it, but it's still there. It's like something which is submerged in water. Is it less there because it's in the water? It's submerged. Godliness submerges nature. But it's still, as you said, Zev, it's absolutely godly. What we call nature is godliness submerged in a garment that makes the godliness that's there, that's an opaque garment around the godliness which is in it. So that's even what we call natural is also godly. Really, no such thing as something which is not godly. Even what is called natural is godly. The way we translate nature is really, really something which is beyond nature. Meaning, what we call nature isn't true. It's not really there's no such thing as mother nature. No such thing as as a, a something which is not godly. A, a line from Shema. Says in Shema, you'll turn away and you'll serve other gods. Says Baal Shem Tev, the moment you turn away from Hashem, that's already ascribing power to something else. That's already an idol. So if you say there's a natural force, that's already, an, a, a, that's already an idol. There's no such thing as a, a force outside of, of Hashem. Yeah, so this is Hashem's force rather than 
nature. No. You could say there's Hashem's force garbed in nature. You could say it's Hashem's. You could say it's Hashem's force uh, garbed in nature. It is Hashem's force garbed in nature. So, so that's that's in general. The godly sustenance Hashem gives the world in general is garbed in nature, and it's really godly. That's for the world. That that's for the world in general. For the Jewish people, there's something more. Look at note 29. The way Hashem deals with the Jewish people, the way Hashem gives the Jewish people, is not natural. Rather, it's from Yuki Vavke, which is above nature. And there are two ways within that. So, so even what even what we call um, natural, which is it's it's a little deep over here. What we call nature is a lie. It's not natural. It's really godly. But even that which you are calling godly, that godly way Hashem deals with the world, and it's 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 it looks to us as something natural. It is truly for the Jewish people. It is there's it's only a garment for something supernatural. What I think that means is uh, uh, let's getting a paycheck from your job and your yid is different than getting a paycheck from your job when you're a guy. Right, that's right. Everything that happens to a yid is different than something that happens to a guy. There's something that is different to the way Hashem is dealing. Our let's say it this way: our energy is directly is yudke vavke energy. The non-Jews' energy is Elohim energy. Although they're both godly energies, but they're different kinds of godly energy. There's a godly energy which is measured and limited according to the limitations of the world. And there's a godly energy which is Yudke Vavke, which is, which is infinite, which is just Hashem's will. Which is nothing, nothing, not Hashem's will as He wants to fit it into creation. Hashem's will as it is Hashem's will. So in Hashem in this world, what is, where is energy coming from? It's coming directly from Yudke Vavke. It's not, it's not how Hashem... So Hashem is taking care of every creature. But the way Hashem takes care of every creature, the Hashkach HaPratis, it is garbed in nature. There's a certain order how that Hashkach HaPratis works. For a Jew, there's no, there's no order. For a Jew, it's not at all... There's no, there's no limitation to it. There's no, it's, it's not filtered. It's pure godliness without any filter. So it looks to us also... And it's, there's, there's two paychecks. It looks to us like it's coming through in a natural way. It looks to us Hashem is limiting his, 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 his revelation in a way that fits in with creation. But he's not really, he's not really limiting it. There's no such thing as by Yid that Hashem is, is, is constricting his, uh, his Kali energy. Let, let's read further. Let's read further. Let's go to the end of the Sikha and let's see if we understand it better. Zev, don't get nervous. We're going to read the end of the Sikha and we're going to understand it. Someone who has luminous eyes could see the truth. He could see that by a Jew, everything is miraculous. So someone who has luminous eyes, he could tell that it's all miraculous and the garment of nature has no importance to him whatsoever. For this person, as we learned once in a Sikha, it doesn't matter if Hashem tells him like the night, on the night of the Seder to open your door or to lock your door. He knows to begin with that Hashem is taking care of him and nature means nothing. Sometimes Hashem says, lock your door, don't rely on a miracle. And sometimes Hashem says, open your door and, and, and rely on a miracle. 
And for him, he is, feels the same. He feels as safe when he's supposed to keep his door open as when he's supposed to lock it. It doesn't make a difference to him. Nature doesn't mean anything. He looks at nature and he sees this is not just a. This is just a facade. This is really galus. That is the meaning of what the Gemara says. A Jew believes in the life of the world, meaning in Hashem, and he plants a seed. Why is a Jew throwing a seed in the ground? What's that? Why are you throwing a seed away? Throwing a seed away? No, he believes in the Abishter, and the Abish is going to make the seed grow. What do you believe in the Abishter? The, the, the whole world plants seeds. No, for Yid it's different. The laws of nature, which Hashem said, the laws of nature are that winter and, and harvest and all the seasons should not cease. The fact that Hashem made rules of nature does not, does not, make, does not dictate for a Jew a reason to plant the seed. The fact that there are laws of nature that Hashem put in, Hashem put these laws of nature, that for a Jew is not sufficient for him to waste the seed. What's the real reason he put his seed in the ground? Because he believes in the Creator. He believes in the Abishter, and that's why he plants the seed. You see what's going on? He looks. It's not that the Abisher made a world, and the Abisher made laws of nature, and the Abisher made when you plant the seed, this seed grows. No. The physical act is the same. It's the intention and the mindset on what you're doing that differs. You don't have a mindset. This is the truth. Your mindset is just acknowledging the truth. The Kavana aspect. That's the mindset. The mindset of the Jew. He's just pointing. He's pointing out that it's not your mindset that, that changes the reality. The reality is, is that Abishter treats you differently than the rest of the world. The Abish is sending you manna bread from heaven. Regardless and of understanding that if Hashem involved in the plant... Your understanding and your belief opens the pipe wider. Fine. But the truth is that Hashem can give you more in a more revealed way. You're more of a caliph for it. Fine. But the fact is is the reason why your seed is growing is not because Hashem said when He, when he, told, he told, promised Noyach the laws of nature will not cease. That's not why your seed is growing. Your seed is growing because of Yudkei Vavkei. Your seed is growing because of Lamaila above nature. It is not, is not under the rules of nature. Always. Always. Let's, let's read uh, the next ice. Yes. Yeah. But the Meritz Chaya says that we don't have an Ari Yishami. Oh, okay. There's a famous Hasidic flip. Flip works like this. Whatever has a higher source is revealed in a lower place. If it's higher, it's going to be expressed in something lower. This is also true in regards to miracles. The source of miracles which are garbed in nature has a higher source than open miracles. And nature itself has an even higher source. So whatever has a higher source is expressed in something lower. That's similar to, that's what the Gemara is hidden thing to. The Gemara mentioned before, earlier on in this Sicha, there mentions how the two guys uh, buy a ticket to a ship, and one, guy, one ship sinks, one ship doesn't. So the Gemara says, the one who the miracle happens who doesn't know the miracle happened to him, I think Mark brings a Pasuk, the Hashem makes miracles alone because His kindness is forever. So the simple shot is, only Hashem knows the miracle. He makes miracles alone. 
But Chassidus says, alone, Hashem being alone means the essence of Hashem. There is a way Hashem garbs himself in the ten spheres, and Hashem garbs himself in, 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 and it contracts his light in, in, in various ways throughout the spiritual cosmos. And there's Hashem alone. The miracle that only he knows is a miracle, that comes from his essence. It's a higher miracle. It comes from a higher place. It comes from the essence of Hashem. The miracle comes out, which, which comes through, through uh, which you could see it's a miracle. It doesn't, come from, does, doesn't need to come from the essence of Hashem. That's an expression of the essence of Hashem. The essence of Hashem is expressed specifically in those miracles that no one can see. Let's be further. Nisim Gluim. Nevim Megili Avashboas Halkus Hamiyukbos Bekumshal Gili Anesim Rukhaliyaz Gili. Open and revealed miracles, they come from, from the revelation of Hashem. The Abishter reveals himself. There's divine flow that's clear. This is godly. So the Abishter, when he reveals himself in a miracle, what do you see in that miracle? You see the revelation of Hashem. A miracle which is vested in nature comes from a light of Hashem which is above revelation. And that's why these miracles are hidden by the garments of nature. Why are they hidden by the garments of nature? Because they're too high to be revealed. They come from a place that's above revelation. There is a way the Abishter has these lights of Hashem, which are which are which are called revelations of Hashem. And then there is a higher kind of thing, which is also godly, but it's higher than revelation. It's like by a human being, there are some things that you can't express about yourself. That, uh, that 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 you, you just deep within yourself that you can't even like uh, concretize in words and say what 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 what's going on. So too by God, by Hashem, so to speak, there is a way the Abish reveals himself, and there is a higher kind of godly energy which is not in a state of revelation. But yet, the fact that we could call the garment for those things. Like, look at the story of Purim. You see, it's wondrous. The fact that if you think about it, you see it's wondrous, and you could see clearly that something, the only, this could only happen beyond, beyond nature. If you look, in other words, Nisim, without looking into it clearly, it's beyond nature. But Nefloyas are things which you look, in, look into it clearly, you realize this is something which is just not natural. So it's understood. The fact that you could figure it out, that means it's the light of Hashem, which is in the realm of Revelation. It's not... Yes, the fact you could figure out the story of Purim was a nace, the fact you could figure out that the finding the jar of oil was a nace, the fact that you could understand that something wondrous happened means the godly energy, which is the source of that event, although it's higher than revelation, it's in the realm of revelation. And that's why it's able you have to figure out that something it's not completely hidden. Rakin Yonit choice, only the thing which we call before salvation, which is Hashem. Hashem's uh, um, salvation, which is a completely garbled nature, which, which has a perfectly rational, natural explanation. Only things which are completely natural, that comes from the essence of Galilee. Which is not at all in the realm of revelation at all. Right. Because it's revealed down here, and because we can Because it's not revealed down here. Hashem is here involved, thereby it's a higher level than any miracle that could possibly happen. Right. It comes from, if it becomes the Yeshua, the Hashem doing something which is complete, as a completely rational explanation. So it's, it, does, it doesn't mean necessarily the fact that there is a. Yeshua means salvation. Salvation means things which could go either way, and they went the way that, that, that helps you. Hashem helped you. So that, since there's a. Since it is a perfectly rational 
That's what we're talking about. Since they have a perfect, since that's a perfect, yeah, you know, what we call Ashkach HaPratis would, would, would fit into, more often than not, would fit into the Yeshua's category than, than the wondrous but, category. But you could also say, ah, Shem was clearly involved in this situation. Yeah, right. so, so, so that, but take, it takes you to say that. It's not something which is a wondrous, not something which is a miracle. If it's wondrous, it's a miracle, it's something else. But if it's not wondrous, it's just like Ashkach HaPratis that you could see Hashem helped you. So that is something which comes from the essence of Galenius which is not at all in the realm of revelation. And therefore, how is this, how is Hashem being manifest over here? Hashem is being manifest in a way that is perfectly natural. It comes out in a garment which is completely natural. Why is it perfectly natural? Because it comes from the essence of Hashem, which cannot be revealed. And therefore, it's not revealed here either. It's not revealed at all. Why is it not revealed? Because it comes from a level of Galenius which is beyond revelation, the essence of Galenius. And that's the order we say in the end of Al-Nisim. First we thank Hashem for your miracles. Then we thank Hashem for your wonders. And then we thank Hashem for your salvations. First we thank Hashem for things which are revealed to us. So we realize, oh, we thank Hashem for things which are obvious to us. That's where the miracles come from. And then we thank Hashem for those things which come from the light of Hashem, which is beyond revelation, but still has in the realm of revelation for wonders. When do we thank Hashem? This is your great name. What's your great name mean? The essence of godliness. Where do you see the essence of godliness? It's dafk in Yeshua It's dafk in those things which have a perfectly rational explanation. They, that emanates from, that directly draws from Shimcha Godel, your great name, which is which is um, above revelation completely. And that's why it's manifest here in a way that is a perfectly rational explanation. Because whatever has a higher source comes to a um, lower place. Yeah. Yeah.